Hello, Playdate. This is Don. This is Nick. And I'm Ryan. This week we are covering Playdate news, recent indie releases, and talking about our core faults on today's pixel panel. Thank you for listening. Let's get started with a ton of news. Uh, starting with boop, the first news and note, which is me thanking Ollie Co for taking my place last episode. Almost said week. Um, that was a lovely episode. Uh, I swear every time I'm gone, you guys get somebody with a melodious British accent to replace me. And it makes it really difficult for me to return. I feel very, very silly in the, in the shadow of a British accent. So uh, thank you for making me feel very small, but honestly, Ollie Co, thank you for coming in and chatting with my buds here. I had a lovely time listening to that entire episode, believe it or not. Uh, Playdate podcast first for Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much, Ollie. Also known yes. as Pixel Ghost. We will link his itch order, itch, itch order form, itch shop in the uh, show notes. But Life's Too Short Unhooked comes out this month. Mm. So keep your eyes peeled because we will be talking more about it later this month. It's currently available for pre order for $5. So hop on it right now to have it day one. But uh, yeah, on thanks over again. There. Yes. That was such a good episode. So we really appreciate that. Yes. Uh, speaking of things happening this month, the Fun in the Sun bundle is available until August 10th. We talked about it a little bit last episode, but you only have about a week left to pick it up. Uh, 10 games for $20, including a promotional game that you don't have to get in the bundle. You can get outside of the bundle that Zanya Lasagna made, the Fun in the Sun uh, game or app, where it has a little mini game in it, but it also has uh, lots of information about all the games in the Fun in the Sun bundle. So it's such a cool companion app. Uh, there'll be a link in the show notes to check that out. And uh, Ryan, do you want to talk about the zine? Yeah. And well, speaking of Zanya Lasagna and the Fun in the Sun bundle, uh, there's going to be a printed Fun in the Sun zine available for pre-order. That's on Zanya Lasagna's store envy page, zanyalasagnastoreenvy.com. Uh, link in the show notes, or you can send Zanya a direct message on uh, Twitter or Mastodon, or Discord, or wherever she happens to be. Uh, A little bit more info, there are actually two versions, a day and a night version. The difference, apart from the colors, is that the night version has a section for the minigame, Sea Assault. So, little news for you. Hmm. I I guess I would hop on the night version. But, uh, yeah, very cool. Thank you, Ryan. I also it. wanted to mention a couple of weeks ago, I played a game, a four player game of check online. Oh yeah. With, yeah. With lead better games was like the game master, but I played with George from fat nose games, uh, Steve from scenic route software. And ooh, I forget his name, but he is Kodiak games. Who's releasing Nightingale soon. Um, I played with four of them and I'll have you guys know that I brought honor to the play date podcast. Discord. Hey, <laughs> finally, we've done something right. <laughs> yeah. I, I watched the, uh, the tutorial that uh, Dylan posted on YouTube the night before and kind of got up on the rules and yeah, it's sort of like a uh, checkers, but with dice uh, kind of helping you decide which, checker piece will actually win the little battles instead of just hopping over each other so if you haven't played check it is available in the fun in the sun bundle but you can also buy it uh, separately and there'll be a link in the show notes so i just want to give you guys a heads up that it is really fun to play multiplayer 
Don, look at you doing your due diligence, studying the night before. Very nice. Now all we have to do is transfer <laughs> that to our, our, our own podcast. <laughs> One of these days. Yeah. Um, speaking of Nightingale, it is a an upcoming game, and Kodiak Software, or excuse me, Kodiak Games has asked for some feedback. So there is a a demo out on itch right now. Just came out. And he just wants all the feedback you can give him. So check out the uh, demo, leave comments on itch, or uh, I guess direct message him. And there's a thread on the Playdate Squad Discord as well. So you can uh, leave feedback in there. So uh, it's, it's a demo. It is very adult themed. Um, it deals with a lot of adult themes. So it is not for kids. But uh, if you're an adult, you don't mind that stuff. Um, give it a look and give some feedback. And the final bit of news, news heavy day is Hyper Meteor, one of our top games of 2022. One of the one of our favorite games in season one is now available on the Nintendo Switch. Did you guys get a chance to play this yet? Not no, on not, Switch. Not did yet. You? No. I did. Yeah, it's actually on sale this week. It's like it's six seventy nine right now in America. Wow. So how so, does how does the crankulator work? Do the little joysticks work pretty well on that? That was my concern about porting something so crank heavy to a different platform. What do you think of that? It works really well. Yeah, you use the joystick to steer and works great. Yeah, hmm. um, I felt like I did better. Well, you have a lot bigger screen, of course, on the Switch. I have not played it on the TV. I only played it handheld. But you can unlock different colors of screen. It starts out with, uh, I think it was like a green and yellow uh, color palette. But then you, I unlocked, I don't know, three or four. And one of them is called Cranky or Crank or something like that. But of course, it's like the classic uh, Playdate color uh-huh. scheme. That's and there's, there's leaderboards and all kinds of different modes. There's a lot of stuff I have not unlocked yet. But I don't know, for six seventy nine, I was like, yeah, I got I to gotta check this out. So... Very, very much, very highly recommended. It's got two-player co-op, Ryan. Oh, neat, neat. You can play with the boy. Yeah, it's got <laughs> 50 achievements, worldwide leaderboards, uh, stats, over 25 palettes. It's got a new soundtrack with lots of new songs. So check it out, Hypermeteor. Interesting. What do you think about the new soundtrack? Does it rival the old? That was a kicking soundtrack. I don't know. I played it in bed. So it was late at night. Yeah. So I haven't played it in the day hours yet, but I'll give it a try soon. Plug in those headphones. Make it happen. Anyway, great news section. And that leads us to our India inventory boop. Thank you. That's my favorite boop yet. (laughs) I was shocked. I picked up my my playmate today to come record. And today we're actually recording on a catalog release day. Whoa. What happened? Podcast first. Yeah. So here are the new catalog games. The Lush's Land, which we spoke about a few episodes ago. The Lush's Land got a catalog release? Yeah, it did Sweet. by SN Studios. Yeah, Go $4. SN. That's awesome. Yeah, one of the one of my favorite looking um, I, games. And I got a big update. I have not played since the update. I wonder, I wonder if they took any of our uh, boobity-boop news and feedback into account when they released it for catalog. Interesting. Mm, give it a poke i'll have to very cool um factory farming by tim martin a game that's way over my head but if you like automation and logistics you can build all kinds of uh crazy farming factories on your little switch uh, on your switch on your play date <laughs> you can set your play date on top of your switch and then 
Play it right there on a little table. Back to uh, all night studying for you, Don. Come on. Yes. To Dust by Caden uh, Batrack, who made, what was it? The, uh, what was it? The Botanist? It's set in the same world. Mm. So it's okay. like a motion oh. comic. Takes huh. about 20 minutes to finish. Um, yeah. Fantastic game. So I did not know this was coming. So I'm excited to check this out, but it came out today. Love his art style. So he's already had a catalog release of these uh, motion comics. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yeah. 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 Cool. The botanist came out already. Nice and, work. And this Aiden. is also available on itch. It came out today on itch as well. Mm. Uh, Small tear by 20 minute mile, which is kind of what it sounds like. A solitaire game. Very good solitaire game for your play date. You got to have one of those. And it's only three bucks. The Crank Gym by Fat Nose Games with nice. new cover art. Very neon bright <laughs> cover art. Uh, we had a lot of fun with this one. And people were going back and forth in our uh, Discord high score beatdown channel a few months ago. Um, so see if you can beat their scores. I well, I'm not even going to try it. Somebody, was it Pizza Dev? Mm-hmm. That went like nuts and spent like an hour just cranking or something. <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm not going to beat that score. But. I love all the blue steel looks from the folks on that uh, hero image he's got now. That's pretty fantastic. <laughs> yeah, very cool. And finally, uh, Ribbit Rabbit Special, one of our first indie picks uh, for two bucks by Kieran Anthony Penrice. Penrice? Two dollars. Two dollars. Fifty stages, five worlds. Uh, and it has ten new bonus levels in the Frosty Forest. So if you already own it, you can uh, get an, an update here. I'm not sure if the itch version is updated i didn't get a chance to check that but really fun not really frogger kind of controls like frogger but it's more of a puzzle game Mm -hmm. Um, but but it's a lot of fun highly worth uh checking out yes much more chill than frogger (laughs) but that'll do it for the catalog releases this week we have a ton oh yeah ryan happy catalog tuesday happy catalog tuesday to those who celebrate which is all of us (laughs) We have a million uh, indie inventory games. We're going to try and blow through this real quick. Can I boop before and after each one? If you couldn't, that would be fantastic. (laughs) While we were recording last time, Red Terror was released. Literally while we were recording from the Russian Bear game. It's 750. It looks like Wolfenstein 3D, but uh, with Russians, I guess. So very ambitious. Mystic Nine Ball is an eight ball. On your switch, name your price by Caden B. Uh, for twenty dollars, play paint is Mario Paint on. Or excuse me, is that Mario Paint or MS Paint? MS Paint, right? Uh, uh, that looks like MS Paint to me. I'm taking it's Mac Paint. Mac, Mac Paint. paint. There sorry. you go. There you go. I'm taking Nick's silence as a yes. <laughs> it is Mac Paint. <laughs> I was waiting for the link to load. <laughs> it's all right. Nick's, Nick's using a 1984 up. Mac as well. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, it's twenty bucks. It's early access, but so he's still working on it, or they are still working on it. By that's by not Peter, so pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, next, next up, Warzone of Destiny ninety five. <laughs> not to be confused with all the other Warzones of Destiny. This is from. I am not going to try to pronounce the dev's name, but you can look it up in our show notes. Alpha Kroll Games. Thank you. Yeah. Nick nailed it. This looks like uh, what is this? Final Fantasy or Herzog's Vi or I don't know. It looks interesting. It's, it's more Herzog's Vi. Okay. 
That game was awesome. So this game mm-hmm. also probably awesome. I have not had a chance to play it. Um, we talked about the fun in the sun app. Name your price. Uh, Dots by uh, somebody else. Everybody has these weird names. Into it, New York, I guess. I don't know. Name your price. It's like a rhythm game, but you crank and you catch the dots along with the rhythm. It starts out very easy, but then gets faster. Um, I played this a little bit, and it was pretty cool. Nicholas P. Baldridge, have you tried this one? I know you're a big rhythm game fan. Uh, I haven't, but uh, stay tuned. You might hear more about it. (laughs) Excitement. All right. I like the, uh, the logo, too, the font. Very attractive. Uh, Mindbop, Mindbap, name your price from Jamote. It is a 2D Minecraft clone on the Playdate. So he was working on that for a while. So check that one out. Jam Jam by Nathan Hefley. <laughs> what does this look like? What are these games called? I know the Professor Layton games have these when he's moving his luggage around. Uh, Sokoban. Sokoban. Is that what that Sokoban. is? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, these games are cool. And 1.5% of all proceeds will go towards removing CO2 from the atmosphere. Uh, I always love that. So buy a lot of them. Buy it multiple times. Cranky Driller for $3.99 from Playdate Steven, one of my favorite devs. Um, I played quite a bit of this this week. It was weird getting used to holding the Playdate sideways. Mm. But (laughs) it is Mr. Driller, basically. But you move around a... Uh, is a cylinder. Um, you move around a cylinder. Ooh, this looks incredible. It looks sort of like what is that? One of the mini games in Tron that doesn't it have like a mm. cylinder you move around to, where you're yeah. shooting up into it. Uh, anyway, oh, this name. looks yeah fantastic. It it has a lot of dialogue. There's like a story in the cranky. Your cranky character is very cranky. He is. He resents having to save children and whatnot, but he does. So. <laughs> I, I don't quite understand the what I would be doing from the gifts yet. Can you explain a little bit, Don? You're you're moving around and digging down. So you you use the D-pad to control which direction you're going. You use a crank to move the cylinder around. And so you're trying to not get crushed by the falling bricks, but you try to make it to the bottom before you run out of air. And then there's uh-huh. I've only so far I've only seen children trapped at the bottom of the well. And so you're trying to get to them. And then it doesn't show anything in the gifts here, but different power-ups and different abilities start to show. Oh, it does show it in the, in the images down here. So can you not uh, drill through the blocks with the X's on them? Is that the deal? Uh, blocks with X's, you can you have to drill three times before they'll uh-huh. break. The black okay. ones, you cannot drill through. Okay, interesting. Yeah. That looks real fun. Yeah, it's great. Uh, I do have a question. Mm-hmm. Why does the Playdate need air? <laughs> He's sentient. I don't know. Okay. Um, this this looks great, and uh, I love brush this trailer, so. Nick hasn't brushed up on his playdate lore. He doesn't understand how playdate works. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. It's oxygen uh, reliant. Oxygen sensor <laughs> necessary. Rookie. Sorry. Anyway, it's great, Nick. Come if on, you Nick. Would, if you would the... play the game and read the story, you would know why he needs air. Oh, okay. Haven't right. you played uh, Santa Santa Date or what was the Sonya game from Christmas time? I'm blanking on the name of Santa it. Santa yeah. Date Air Consumer. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. That's it. That's it. All right. Um, anyway, Next that's one. Cranky Driller. Check it out. Combi Combi Pool by some other dev with a weird name. Um, I ouch. It wasn't this like some game you played, Brian? You picked. 
but instead of like you're hit this one you're hitting right, cool right, balls right. and they're changing patterns but we played one where they change numbers yes it was uh, like by fusion yeah. was it that's right that's boy good memory don yeah uh, wow better than mine <laughs> even though i picked it for my indian or uh, pixel panel yeah yeah interesting if you love by fusion but hate numbers then you gotta check out combo pool comedy pool <laughs> I, it looks like they got some numbers in here too Mm, never mind then. <laughs> and this Name? this was made by G. Gahan. Thank you. Maybe. That Thanks was my this keep today. Well, I'm trying. I can uh, say the next dev. It's uh, Gingerbeard Man. Nailed uh, it, Ryan. Thanks. <laughs> nice job. I'm here for keep you. Keep you on until next week. Uh, for $6, <laughs> Strategies for Playdate. This is like a research or a resource app. It's a flashcard app, but you can do lots of different things that you can give presentations somehow as one of the bullet points, um, <laughs> review trips and stat strategies, read poetry and haiku, checklists, learn languages, and play interactive fiction games. It comes with 36 decks, which is 2,500 cards. Uh, it oh has gosh. a ton of features. I am using my play date to deliver my next PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> class. Please, please. So that. cool. <laughs> this feels way over my head i have not messed with it but i know that this is for somebody good because it's, ginger beard man only makes quality uh material quality it's for me software. ginger beard man thank you <laughs> yeah you can you can hook it up using mirror <laughs> for the simulator so you can no create... i'm gonna make everybody huddle <laughs> take a look at my playdate screen <laughs> do it nice all right what else do we have here? Anyway, Something cool. from Joyrider3774. Block Dude, which I guess is a remake of a game called Block Dude, but it's a very old calculator game. And so I thought it was worth mentioning because the, the comments were very positive. Some guy was very excited in the comments. So I said, okay, we'll throw it in there. I've so never heard of this, but it looks like. Yeah. Comments, if you, you want your game mentioned, show. create a second account and then act real excited <laughs> in the comments. <laughs> Hey, Mom, can you uh, get on my itch page real quick? <laughs> yeah. Huh. Uh, dial up Ryan's mom and have him help you. <laughs> uh, Nick, do you know this game, Block Dude? No, I'm just reading the information about it, and it was apparently for the TI Calculator series. Um, I'm guessing 8283. My uh, TI-80 couldn't run this, I don't think. <laughs> but uh, oh. Cool. Looks cool. Lots of different skins and whatnot. Looks pretty advanced for a TI game. My goodness. I wonder if they've souped it up for the playdate. It's got a little hyper load runner to it or something. Don, mm -hmm. we're going to have to uh, pitch in, get Ryan a TI calculator. <laughs> <laughs> like $8 each or what? <laughs> All right. We'll work on that. And finally, thank you for sticking in there. Came out today, Quest for the X. I kind of like that name, IntelliCat. This is another remake, maybe? Maybe it's not. I don't know. It looks like it looks like a remake. Maybe it's an homage. But uh, this was all written in pulp. And this it is Name Your Own Price. Wow. Really? Uh, it looks pretty mouth. sick. Man, Don likes the sound of that title. I like the look of this game. This looks incredible. This has Nick game written all over it. Yeah, yeah, it sure and does. A, what name your own price? Intellicat put a price on this thing for goodness sakes. It deserves it. 
My land. It says two dollars in the description, but then it says name your own price at the bottom. So they changed their mind. Hmm. Weird. Anyway, looks looks well, great. Check it out. Indeed. Well, hey, what higher note to go out on than Intellicat's Quest for the X, which means we are coming to our Pixel panel. All right, who's, uh, whose game is this? Don, is this yours? This is my game. Have I Tonight, exasperated you too much? A little bit. Tonight we're talking about <laughs> Core Fault. <laughs> Core Fault is a game... Uh, it's loading. Is a game by Squid God and Dave Makes. Mm-hmm. They previously released... Uh, what did Squid God release? Dave Makes, I know, did Executive Golf on the uh, play date, but he also did Mixalumia which is a very popular puzzle game on Switch and Steam and possibly other things. Um, very, very good puzzle game. What's Squid God do? I know he's done a million things, and I'm drawing a blank now. Oh, Ouch. Wow. I'm looking at the catalog page, which doesn't link to anything else yeah. instead of the itch page. But anyway, it's a roguelike. It's not a roguelike. It's a uh, not a bullet heaven. Is it a bullet heaven? What are we calling these games? Survivor game? Survivor-like? Uh, that's what you uh, told me it, it was. Yeah. I think survivor-like is kind of what we're landing on. I like Bullet Heaven is kind of a cool one. You you basically, you're the problem. It's a vampire survivor thing. You're the problem. Oh, you're Every, the problem. <laughs> you keep leveling yourself up until you become more and more powerful, and you just run around bumping into stuff and killing it. And the more stuff you kill, um, it helps you progress each level. And there's little rocks around I guess they're cores. There's little cores around each level. And as you collect those, you can use it as currency to level up your character. And so like Vampire Survivors, you turn in your currency and keep leveling up. And the the way you level up carries to the next game, to the next game, to the next game. So after you play it 20 times, you're very powerful. And you just keep getting further and further and deeper and deeper into the, I guess, caverns or whatever. And you're a very cute little robot. Do you guys remember those piggy banks from like Radio Shack in the 80s? The yellow ones? And it would like open its... It looked just like this thing. And you put a, a penny in its hand and it would like oh, open it up and I like slide the penny into its mouth. I do know what you're talking about now. Yes, yes. It looks yes. just like this this robot. And I was like, oh, hell I yeah. completely agree. Yes. I did not ah. make that connection until you jog my memory right now. That's hilarious. Uh, not to derail the conversation, but I did not want to uh, uh, disrespect Squid God Dev with the old, mm-hmm. uh, hey, whatever he did comment. He's done things like Core Fault, The King's Dungeon, Pocket Pets, mm-hmm. uh, Lunaris, uh, a million other games. And he's also the guy who YouTubes the bejesus out of Playdate development. So Squid God Dev, uh, nice work on everything. Amazing uh, so person. let's let's continue with our talk about thank you Ryan. or fault yes indeed. pocket pets I, I loved pocket pets especially thank you ryan look how good the logo is too the <laughs> r is a little drill breaking yep. into the l and the t how good with is a little that? fault between them yeah all interlocked like puzzle pieces oh so good so good so what did you guys think Nick, do you want to start uh, this one out? I have sure. lots of thoughts. I played I, this game so much, so I feel like I want to shut my yapper until you have some things to say. I, I I played it a whole bunch too. I squeezed it in every possible minute that I could uh, in the last few days. Nice. Um, so uh, I have a lot of thoughts as well. Um, first of all, I really like the the basic 
gameplay loop. Um, there was a lot of variety in uh, the different uh, weapons or, or drill accoutrements <laughs> that you could acquire. <laughs> um, and every, uh, every time you finish a stage, so you have to clear a certain number of enemies, which fills up a meter on the side, and then you can drill down to the next area. Every time you move down to a new area, you get to pick an upgrade. Um, so these upgrades are not persistent upgrades, uh, meaning they don't persist from gameplay session to gameplay session. They only persist in that one gameplay session. Um, and then, as Don mentioned, as you acquire these pieces of ore, you can trade them in in a little core fault uh, specialty shop for um, persistent upgrades. So you can uh, start out with higher-powered weapons or faster movement speed, and then you can stack upgrades on top of that um, as you descend the, the different levels. Yeah, yep. um, that uh, is great. It's a very compelling loop. Uh, the movement of the different monsters or whatever you might call them, uh, animals, that, that feels mean. <laughs> they look organic. Inhabitants, yeah, they, maybe? In, inhabitants, uh, hmm. Things in the way uh, that you're <laughs> trying to kill. Um, I, I like the progression there and and the way the, the different monsters moved. So it's uh, every few stages a new monster is introduced and up to a certain point. I've only gotten to level 10, I think, was the highest I got. So, Ryan, you might have more clarity there. Um, but... Uh, yeah, it's it's really fun, and the enemies alternate between kind of a smaller uh, style of enemy. Like you start off fighting slugs, uh, which feels mm. appropriate, and then uh, move up to uh, bigger or things, down. and then a smaller thing, and <laughs> bigger thing again. Yeah, we're down. Um, one thing I will say is the sound design for this game is really fun. Uh, in most cases, uh, the one thing. <laughs> which uh, I was surprised at was the extremely wet squishing noise when you kill Love a monster. Love that so much. <laughs> Splort. Um, yeah, just was interesting. Um, and the some of the weapons took a little while, and I expected this to uh, get to a powered-up enough state that they felt like they were worthwhile to use. So I was curious if you all kind of stuck with uh, a, a set of like two different weapons that you tried to uh, to stack in any given run, or if you really just alternated with whatever you could. I definitely had my favorites and my least favorites, but before I get into those, I do want to uh, question Nick's uh, sanity. You did not like the splorps? Oh, the splorps were my favorite sound effect of all. especially I, when you start getting so many enemies on the screen and the splorps overlap one another oh yeah. it was joyous it really felt like i was making progress uh as those sounds continued especially because you've got these like you know slime you later blobby things coming after you and it, the 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 sound effects just sounded so appropriate for what you were splorping it, it was lovely in my opinion yeah, I, anyway you're, in, you're killing native wildlife in a quest to strip mine this uh this cave here yeah <laughs> well, uh, sure 
So, but anyway, um, <laughs> speaking of weapons, I had some favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, so I made it through uh, 17 levels. Seven, uh, level 17 was the highest I got to. Mm-hmm. I also completely maxed out every possible thing in the uh, uh, little shop. Unlock uh, tree. Y- mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so did all that. And I'm, I would be really surprised if anybody were able to get past level 17, maybe 18, but I think 17, I've done it a couple few times since I've been maxed out and all I've been doing was running and gunning for, uh, native species, those awful, awful native species. Um, and when I upgrade between levels, all I'm doing is focusing on how to do that more quickly, meaning, um, you know, uh, higher percentages for crits or uh, faster bots. I wasn't even upgrading any uh, additional life or life meters going up every second or anything like that. Like anything I got was geared toward faster completion of levels and I could not get past level 17. So uh, I'll be real interested and surprised if anybody gets past that. Um, but my favorites in terms of weapons were, and I'm curious if you guys have the same, mm-hmm. I'd say my upgraded force field around me was probably number one, mm-hmm. followed by the bullets coming out of my backside. Mm-hmm. The pea shooter. Pea shooter. Pea shooter. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Static field and pea shooter. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Same. Thank you. Uh, same for you guys. Don, did you feel the same about weapons favorites? So static field is basically garlic from vampire survivors. That's the early game go to. And yeah, that was the first thing I was leaning on. Yeah. I had a few least favorites too. Whenever there was a periodically firing something. (laughs) Oh, with a reticle or anything with a reticle. I hated yeah, there were, uh, let's see, uh, periodically firing beams, periodically firing explosions, periodically mm-hmm. firing um, Rockets, horizontal movements. Drills, uh, yeah. So any of that, I just cringed and shied away from after having played the game for you know a great number of times. But with all this said, I want to come back to the fact that I think this game has an incredibly well-balanced sense of risk reward involved, especially in the first, I'd say 20 to 30 gameplays. And the reason I'm saying that is because at first you're kind of figuring out the game and you're trying to defeat some enemies. Okay. Well, you want to, then you start thinking, well, I'm going to get better weapons so I can defeat these enemies. But then you figure out, Oh, this, uh, or stuff that I'm collecting, really matters because then I can permanently upgrade after the game is over. So then I'm like, okay, well, I'm getting that drill and I'm just wailing on this ore the whole time so I can really upgrade after the game is over. So then I'm sort of shifting my mindset from once I have a bunch of permanent upgrades after each game is over, then I'm like, okay, how many levels can I complete? And I'm more focusing on uh, just defeating enemies. I say for the first 20 to 30 games, because now that I'm completely upgraded, I do kind of feel like I hit a bit of a ceiling, which Mm -hmm. is something that I wanted to address with this game. I was way into this game and thinking about what choices I was going to make after every minute or two of gameplay, you're making an additional choice for weapons or defense or life 
which really made me think between levels. I thought that was really fun, a fun way for me to strategize. But now that everything's upgraded and I know what my favorite weapons are, I feel like I get locked into that and then just progress as fast as I can. And that's kind of where I'm at now. So if I had any critique on this game, it would be to, and I don't know how, I'm totally armchair quarterbacking this right now, but it would be to find some sort of way to allow the game to have longer legs after you've maxed out your yeah. uh, between game upgrades. upgrades. Yeah, I, I feel exactly the same way. And that was actually going to be one of my few suggestions would be to look to arcade games specifically. Um, because the simple addition of a points system would make this far more replayable once you uh, max out your upgrades. Or have a timer counting down, yeah, the combination of the two. Mm -hmm. How many levels can you get in 10 minutes? Well, isn't there a persistent timer that's that's 10 minutes long? There is a timer that runs throughout your entire gameplay, yes. That's a 10-minute countdown, as Nick said. Um, I did have one other question for you guys am i just missing it or is there no indication of what level you're on until you end the game i think that's correct i I couldn't find it i couldn't find it in gameplay i couldn't find it in the interstitial uh weapons upgrades i I was like am i not looking somewhere i should that's where where i thought it was yeah that that feels like uh piece of information that players should have because especially toward you know your higher upgrades that's all you're trying for is to try to max out your level Mm -hmm. um i was a little confused at first on the interstitial uh weapons upgrade screens because there are levels quote unquote i'm air quoting levels for your weapons but then the levels that you're playing have levels. And so I felt like those should have some different nomenclature for them so they don't get confused. Because uh, initially when I saw those interstitial screens, I'm like, oh, I'm on level one. Wait, didn't I just complete a level? Why am I on level one? Oh, that's the level for the weapons upgrade, but I'm actually on level whatever. So uh, that took me a minute to understand. Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, floor versus level. Totally. Um, yeah, yeah, that would make things really easy. Um, I, I didn't have that problem because I assumed it was talking about the the weapon, but everybody is going to be different, and you know that's a very valid point. Um, Don, what what do you think? How 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 far how deep into the game did you get? Um, I don't know. You guys kept talking about levels, and I just because it doesn't make a big deal about what level you're on, I didn't really pay attention. I just kind of played until. I died or I was out, out. I don't know what level I made it to. <laughs> okay. I just didn't pay that much attention. Did, um, did you I play think, enough to, to, you know, fill out your upgrades? Did you? No, I maxed out a few of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I focused on the very first one might have been crit. Um, I, I'd have to look. I think what Ryan was talking about and with extending the game i think that's why vampire survivors kept getting so many upgrades because at a certain point you just become a god and this kind of solves that with the timer Mm -hmm. but it gives the game shorter legs yeah i mean 
most play date games aren't made to play for hours and hours and hours. But I don't know that the audience is there yet to get regular updates. Whereas something like Vampire Survivors got millions and millions of downloads. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think this is there yet, probably. Um, but this shows that, that that kind of game could exist on this space. Uh, as far as weapons, I didn't like how early game they feel so unbalanced. Like some of them just feel terrible and unusable at first. Anything with a reticle where you're really having to like circle around things to get them to hit multiple times by the third or fourth uh, floor, they feel really unusable because so many things are coming at you. Um, Maybe as you, I mean, as if you focus on leveling them up, which I didn't, maybe they become more powerful. So I was going to ask Ryan, if maybe if he's using static field, P shooter and the, the forward projectile, I forget what it's called. I use that one a lot. It's like a big sort of block that comes out of your front. Um, I would use that with the static field. And there was a third one that I liked. Um, but anyway, if you use those later in the game, like after a while you can swap out weapons Mm -hmm. after you already have three, if you swap to those sort of rockets and whatnot later, I don't know. Maybe that would change the progression, but I'm guessing you tried different things. I did, and I found some differences as you get to later levels of the game, not mm-hmm. necessarily as you level up the weapon. For example, there's a weapon that periodically, <laughs> that was the, 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 the word I would look for in weapons, and I'm like, nope, nope, nope. Uh, but periodically, it would fire out a what they call a ring of bullets. And at first, in early levels, it would fire out four bullets at secondary cardinal directions, like southwest, southeast, etc. Then, as you get into higher levels of the game, not necessarily a higher level of the weapon, it would shoot out six bullets instead of four. So I found that pretty darn useful. the The levels changed rather than the weapon? The levels of the game, the the later levels of the game, change the you, weapon. Yep, that's what I oh. found anyway. Oh, really? Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, because even the after radio waves, I think even after I'd maxed it up in the post game shop, uh, if I selected that as one of my first weapons, it would fire out only four bullets. Whereas, like faster or something? Um, you know, a faster cooldown. One, so that's something I didn't understand was the cooldown thing. Uh, does that like the pace at which the bullets yeah. fire out? Frequency between means? shots. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, there was some terminology that I'm not gamer enough to understand. And now I understand that. Thank you. Um, I did notice that the periodically horizontally firing weapon gained uh, <laughs> yeah. speed uh, when I leveled it up. Um, so maybe there are other things and I w- was just not noticing them as I leveled them up, uh, post game in shop, but, uh, but I didn't notice a big difference. Um, that was the other one I use a lot. The one that is horizontal. That's basically your starting weapon on vampire survivors, the whip. So it starts mm-hmm. right in front of you, then it becomes front and back mm-hmm. and you get a lot of range with that as mm-hmm. an early weapon game. Mm-hmm. Early I game thought weapon. that. I thought that weapon, especially the horizontal shooter, looked great. Like there was this wonderful static quality about it and really kind of like, it's funny that you mentioned that vampire game kind of like whipped out there. 
but I personally did not find it incredibly useful. I would, you know, a million times over take the shield, uh, the big bubble shield over that any day of the week um, or the pea shooter from behind. Uh, but that was kind of like my, okay, nothing else is available. So I guess I'll take a, a, a horizontal shooter. Uh, but I really enjoyed the fact that you can stack weapons on top of one another. So you can have that shield and the pea shooter and the front shooter. But then as you continue through the game, it forces you into other weapons that make you replace. So there's this constant uh, assessment over what's going to be best for the mission that you're trying to accomplish. Are you trying to max out your ore so that you can max out your weapons later on? Are you trying to max out your kills so that you can max out the number of levels that you achieve? It was a really interesting, fun way to keep the gameplay changing up throughout the game. And scene. I was going to, yeah, I had a comment. It it flew away from me, so... (laughs) Um, that's okay. Oh, I do like when you're drilling down that you're not uh, attacked or you don't take damage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, at first, I thought for sure you're going to take yeah, damage. Me too. And I was, so I was trying to find like a safe spot to do it. And then I was like, oh, okay, it doesn't matter. I like that yeah. you get like a little breather. So that was yeah. cool. I love the, uh, the look and the presentation of the whole thing. Of course, I mean, the art direction is cool, but also the menus and whatnot. They all have like this cool um, kind of construction look but also futuristic like construction um look to them so very cool but also it's it's like a six dollar game not a sixty dollar game so i wasn't expecting i don't know a long campaign i did expect there to be an ending and that's why i I messaged the devs to see like okay when you hit level 60 maybe you hit the center of the earth and you find a bunch of gold or something um and there's not there's not an ending which is okay. Like it, it didn't break my heart or anything, but I'm glad that we knew. And I actually really thought Ryan was not going to like this game. That's why I was kind of going back and <laughs> forth because I, this might be Ryan's first roguelike, I guess. Ooh, is, is this Good a roguelike? Question. What's, what's a roguelike? It's, it's, it's kind of right. Because you're sort constantly, of, yeah. you're going back, you're getting better then you're going back in. You die, you get a little bit better. You get a permanent upgrade. Then you go back in and you're replaying the same thing over and over. And I thought the mixture of replaying the same thing, Ryan likes to do that for uh, high score chasing. So I, I didn't really think he'd have as much a problem with that, but the fact that there's no ending, so there's not really a thing that he's chasing and it doesn't keep score. I was like, eh, Ryan's probably going to hate this. And Nick was just like, whatever, just pick the game that you want to pick. And I liked this game and I had been thinking about it for a while. So, and Ryan was out of town. So I was like, whatever. Okay. <laughs> so you listen to Nick and it all I, worked out. That's right. I saw I was surprised that, through and I was going to say the same thing Nick did. I'm like, ah, oh, Nick, okay. Nick said it. I was very surprised when you ended up enjoying it and that you didn't see my message about there being no ending. Like I've made a point to say that early on <laughs> so that you wouldn't be disappointed. And then you didn't Ryan, see the Ryan reads anyway. what he wants to read. That's, yeah. uh... Especially when I'm in Maui, I read pretty much nothing. Yeah. But oh, uh, okay. Anyway, I'll try to do my best to pick a game that you'll hate next time, Don. I was, I took it into consideration. <laughs> hey, I'm teasing. I hey, swear I was going to say, please pick the game that you want. This is your right. week, Don. Uh, and I'm glad you did. I loved it. I thought this was really fun. 
you all, uh, let's stop picking on Ryan for a minute and let's talk about oh, the people, <laughs> the people who make up our fine discord and their feedback on Corfall. Thank you, Nick. Good mm. call. You want to handle uh, it, Nick? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, so pizza dev, uh, said that core fault's great, but haven't got much to say about it. It's just a good game. And Nick F said he picked it up on the day it came to catalog. Love a good roguelike, and I think the game is well-polished. My only gripe is sometimes the hitbox seems inconsistent in terms of when I take damage. But that could also be a factor of the game's viewport. Overall, I think it's well-balanced. Toad. Before you move on, before you move on, I want to give a quick shout to Nick F., who uh, just told us his thoughts about uh, ye old pixel panel game. Uh, Mm -hmm. Nick F. is heading off to, what is that thing called? Gen Con this weekend. Ooh. And he's uh, not going to uh, demolish quite as many challenges as he did last year. I think we mentioned this on the show last year. Uh, but he is going to be in a tournament uh, of some sort. I'm blanking on what that was. I'm sorry, Nick F. But we wish you luck from the Hello Playdate podcast. Yeah. We have a great time out there. Definitely, Nick F. Uh, plays first in the core fault um, <laughs> contest. Um Toad uh, agrees with Nick F and uh, says that they played it for the first time last night and the hitbox felt off for them as well. And uh, yeah, that, uh, that's the, the basic uh, feedback there. But Nick F chimed back in and said uh, that he appreciated the value of investing in healing over time. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, that's our community feedback. So uh, you all, do you know what time it is? It's time to thank everybody on Discord because you know what? There are some very kind folks over there uh, giving us some undeservedly nice words about the podcast. Uh, not only that, Pizza Dev, Nick F, Toad, thank you for chiming in about the game. So cool of you to do so. And if you, dear listener, want to get in on this wonderful community over on the Hello Playdate podcast Discord, Donathan, where can they find it? Uh, well, they can find us at playdatepodcast.com. There is a link right here in the show notes to our Discord. You can also email us, helloplaydatepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Nick, do you want to mention our next Pixel panel game? Hey, uh, you might remember a game named Dots from the earlier section of the podcast. That was foreshadowing. That was uh, the next Pixel Panel game. So uh, get ready. It's Name Your Own Price, and uh, the link will be in the show notes. So check it out. Get ready, and uh, let's compete to see who can eat the most dots. Mm, Start dotting, everyone. Yeah. Yes. Uh, And I found that uh, yellow money bank from the 80s, the robot money bank. So there will be a link in the... When, when I was silent Fantastic. earlier, I was looking at that, and yes, now now I remember this. You uh, must have I, been looking at that a lot this episode. I am a big fan <laughs> of Tomy robots. Yeah. Yes. All right. Thank you so much. We will catch you soon.